You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. McGregor versus Poirier. Three is all set for UFC 264. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you will walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right, bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first round knockout and you win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $264. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. everybody what's going on what's good happy 4th of july weekend all that good stuff coming up to you you know who i am or as people say do you know who i am or if you're kevin durant basically like you know who i am what's going on everybody this is jason jones of the athletic and your host for the ruler of the court podcast where i bring you some sacramento kings talk i bring you some hip-hop talk and whatever else comes to my mind in my little 25 30 minutes or so that i'm here with you uh welcome back thanks again for listening i appreciate your time all that good stuff 
it's you know it's summertime it's nice outside you could be doing a whole lot of different things i probably would be doing a whole lot of different things but i appreciate you spending a little bit of time to hang out with your boy and hear me you know share some king's insights some king's thoughts and also give you some uh my music takes my music reviews all that fun stuff as well so where do we begin uh Last week, uh, touched on the NBA draft lottery a little bit. I'm convinced the Kings will try to move the ninth pick, try to get some immediate help. But we know every year and going into the draft, there's a team or teams trying to move their pick and it doesn't happen. So what I want to explore today in this, I call it a quasi-shortened episode. <laughs> I want to explore what if the Kings can't move that pick? What happens? You know, what do you do? Uh, can you get some immediate help in ninth in the ninth spot or later? Who could be some of the guys you look at for that immediate help? And what does that mean for the Kings going into next season if they end up having to make the pick and keep the pick? There's a lot of different things to explore with that, but I'm just going to start with the general idea of what does it mean if the Kings keep the pick? To me, the first thing it means is that they haven't been able to make a move for a significant upgrade in a trade for in a, in a deal for talent. That is not to say that the Kings can't upgrade, but I would I believe that if they're going to make a significant upgrade, whether it be a I call someone like a Ben Simmons, like the like ultimate upgrade, so to speak, in terms of just you know a two-time All Star. I don't think the Kings. As they, if it was just a straight swap, you know, between Philly and the Kings, unless you're, you know, including Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox in the deal, I don't think the Kings have enough to make a deal with Philly as a two-team deal. So, I do see it could be possible you make that deal for that pick, and maybe you're kind of getting a, not necessarily a star, but maybe you know, maybe a. A less, you know, I don't know, maybe not an all-star, but maybe a high-level player. Uh, an example of that would be a guy like a Drew Holiday, who's not like a, you know, a running all-star, but he's a damn good player. You know, <laughs> a guy like that, you know, maybe you're making a play for, and this is not to say these guys are available. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals right now. You know, maybe that deal gets you a guy, I don't know. Not saying Lonzo Ball, but you know, maybe a guy like that, a, a younger guy who is a might be, you know, going to be on his way to a bigger payday. Maybe eventually that pick is part of a sign and trade, and you get a guy, you know, kind of of that caliber, an up and coming type player who might be, you know, commanding a bigger salary. You know, there, there's a lot of different ways you can look at that, but if the Kings have that pick, my assumption would be that. They haven't been able to use it to get that impact guy that they could really use to help accelerate this rebuild that has gone on since back when I don't know I might have had an afro back then I don't remember it's been a long time <laughs> you know I think echo was like the hot thing to wear and you know all that stuff it's it's been a minute you know Dada shoes are still in style yeah I'm, you'll get the point it's been a long ass time for the Kings since <laughs> they've been good so. If, if they have the ninth pick at the end of this month in the draft, 
I said, rest assured, that means they were not able to make it to swing a deal going into the draft to get a no a, a impact player. And there's the thing too. Just because they haven't traded the pick before the draft or during the draft doesn't mean the tricks the not not the trick. I'm sorry. The the pick cannot still be traded. See I had trade and pick mixed up right there. I wasn't talking about tricks, you know, calm down. <laughs> so that doesn't mean they can't move you know move it later. Remember, Derek Favors got moved during his rookie year, I believe, when he was with uh, Brooklyn. Ended up in Utah in that Darren Williams deal. So, I mean, there's definitely, you know, you can definitely, you know, parlay that pick down the road. But it to me, it just means that they haven't made the move yet. So, that's the thing to kind of go in the, to ponder and think about, you know, as you look at well, what's going on as you hear the rumors you know, the speculation about what's happening with that pick, you know, and the thing is, there going to be some, probably might be some movement ahead of the Kings to consider as well. You know, the fact that, you know, the Warriors have a pick ahead of them and the Warriors are another team that may be looking for immediate help. So perhaps a, a Kings target gets swiped up by the Warriors, even though financially the Warriors are in a different spot because of the contracts they already have on the books and what it would take to bring back another contract. But who knows what might happen? Maybe the Kings can use that ninth pick. Maybe you make a deal and move up to seventh. You know, maybe there's a guy you're targeting there. So who maybe can still provide some of that immediate help you're looking for. So when I look at that pick, if the Kings are sitting there that night, I see two things. Either A, they sit on that pick and take the best player who falls to them. Or B, they try to use that pick to move up to get, you know, top seven top six top five player just because i believe they really need to do something to get an infusion of just more talent on this roster if you can get up to seven or six and get a guy who really helps you by all means do it you got a couple of teams in the lottery that have you know more than one pick you know orlando and golden state you know you know who knows what those teams might want to do eventually you know Oklahoma City has like 300 picks in the next three drafts. Maybe you make a deal with them to, you know, to make some things happen. There's a lot of ways you can go. So to me, this is not like a couple of years ago where when the Lakers had the fourth pick and they, and they pretty much it was known if they still had the fourth pick the nine of the draft, that means some shit has gone wrong because they don't have Anthony Davis, you know, on the way. So I don't worry about it in that sense with the Kings. So, but I do believe that if they have the pick that night, that just means that high-level, all-star caliber player is not on his way to Sacramento yet. So what do you do with that? You know, you look at the the draft board, you look who's out there, various talents. Who could the Kings look at who might be able to help them? And what would you be looking for in a guy who could help you sooner than later? You know, all fair questions. All important things to consider when you're looking at this draft. And uh, when, the, when we did our mock draft for the athletic, I gave the, you know, based on the way the picks fell before I made my selection for the Kings, I gave the Kings uh, Davion Mitchell, you know, guard out of Baylor, you know, an older player, 22, the defensive player of the year. <laughs> you know, and nationally, 
And my r rationale being, do they really need another point guard type player? No. No, do they, they really don't, but they need defense. And I think anybody who can play defense for the Kings, if you, if you draft a guy who can play defense, odds are that guy is going to get some run just because you saw the Kings play defense last year. My God, I think even at my, um, what am I right now, 42 years old, I think I might have been able to get up and, you know, get six points on the Kings at times the way they were just letting guys get to the hoop. So I think that that's why I looked at um, Davion Mitchell. Like I said, this is just the way the athletics mock draft went. As somebody who I said, yeah, that makes sense for them just for those reasons alone. And of course, you know, you know, then to me, an ideal target, even though I don't believe this guy gets to them at nine would be Scotty Barnes. You know, the full, the uh, forward out of uh, Florida State. Another, you know, a wing player who can defend. I just don't think he gets to nine, which is why I say you look at the idea of maybe the Kings package a player and that pick to, to swap picks to get to, say, Oklahoma City spot at six or Golden State spot at seven to maybe get a, a Scotty Barnes type. You know, so right there, I give you two guys, you know, both guys who could play defense, and I think if a guy's a willing defender, I th you know I think they have it. They got a chance to help the Kings immediately because that's a major area of concern. And then I, you know, you look at through some of the other things, you, you know, other possible guys who could be there around nine. There's got you know there's guys who are who I think could be there for them. A lot of them are younger guys, you know, kind of. I think in the King situation, generally big men take a little bit longer to develop. I don't think they go for a big man necessarily, unless it's just a you know a guy falls and they can't pass up. You know, but you look, at, you know, you know, you, there's guys like Moses Moody, you know, Franz Wagner, guys who are projected to be around there for them. Another interesting guy would be Corey uh, Kispert, the uh, guard out of uh, Gonzaga. 22 older guy a guy who you know while he may not be the same you know athletic freak some of the younger guys are you would hope that a guy coming in at 22 would be a lot more ready to uh, help you even though picking him at nine might be a bit of a stretch to some people you know but th these are the type of guys that you have to look at if the goal is to win soon and perhaps you trade down and take someone like him. You know, just if you're just looking to get, you know, maybe but in, in, in doing so, you trade down, you get a little more help. You know, like I said, not necessarily a star, but maybe you get a solid rotation player. I think back to speaking to George Carl was the last year when the Kings uh, took Willie Cauley Stein. He was in favor of them moving back and picking up a guy like Gerald Henderson. And the Kings need vets like that. You remember last season, this past season, the effect that vets like Mo Harkless and DeLon Wright had on them. Not, you know, big names, but just no, I call them know-how players. The Kings had, they, they had know-how, especially on defense. So maybe you move back a few, you know, a few slots. You get a guy like that, and then you take, a you know, a guy like uh, Kispert later on in the draft. You know, maybe that, you know, that that'll do something for you there. So 
that's what I look at right there when it comes to the Kings and in terms of possible players in that lottery, you know, second half of the lottery you know, situation. And we've seen teams be, you know, get help from guys, even as rookies from late in the lottery. Look at last season. Tyler Hero is a guy who helped Miami get to the finals. Yeah, he had, a, you know, for his, his sophomore issues, but they got a, they got a productive rotation player at that spot. And then they also had another guy starting. You may have heard of Bam Adebayo. Another late lottery player who has developed into a you know, all-star caliber player, one of the better defenders in the league. Now, do the Kings want to wait around for a guy? Probably not ideally. If you're talking about getting some immediate help and trying to get into the playoffs next season, but if that happens, it happens, and you can still get help in that portion of the draft. So I think it's important to remember that. And those are just some of the names I look at with the Kings and say, yeah. Maybe those guys will help, but then again, you still got what almost a month away from the draft. People lie to you. I don't you don't know what to believe this time of year. I just think you look at just some guy you know, some possibilities there. Those would be some guys that make sense. Like I said, Scotty Barnes would be a dream, you know. Maybe Keon Johnson's a guy you look at. But it you know, that all to me that all factors in if the Kings still have a a pick in the lottery come draft night. And of course the Kings had some success last season. They got Tyrese Halliburton at 12. He finishes with third in rookie of the year voting becomes essentially, I won't say becomes the team leader became a leader on that team quickly, became a connector or glue guy, someone that even the vets look to to help keep, keep things together. I mean, you could say that's probably a problematic that a guy can walk in after two years of college and have such an impact, but that was still a good find for them. So you don't know who might slip to them um, later this month if they have that pick. Tyrese Halliburton was not supposed to get to 12. I mean, I had seen there were projections for Tyrese. He could go as high as two or three, and he gets to the Kings at 12. So... I definitely expect them to look at, you know, seeing what they could get out of that. And what Tyrese became was, from my you know, point of view, he's the most effective rookie that Kings had gotten in the draft since Isaiah Thomas in 2011. And we all know Isaiah was the 60th pick, the last pick in the draft that year. But at some point, the Kings do have to start, you know, getting some winners, getting some wins in the draft. And for the last decade plus, you know, you look at between if you um, the the Kings lottery selections, only one of their picks has signed an extension since Demarcus Cousins. I'm gonna probably repeat that a million times, and that only guy was Ty with uh, not Tyrese De'Aaron Fox. Now, obviously, I think you no, know, they'll keep Tyrese around to do that, but that's a long way to go to keep picking in the lottery and not get one other guy who's extension worthy. You know, 2011, those guys that stick around and the guy who should have got an extension, Isaiah Thomas, got dealt in a sign-and-trade to Phoenix. So, there's that. Buddy Hill got an extension, but remember, the Kings didn't draft him. They traded for him from New Orleans in the DeMarcus Cousins deal. So, a lot of just possibilities. You know, a lot of different ways you can look for the Kings. And I expect them to look all those ways as they begin to... No, unless they begin to, they continue their rebuild. And 
Yeah, enough draft talk, y'all. It's, we got we got four more weeks of the draft, so that was just an area I wanted to explore with all of you. Hit me up, you no know, Twitter, IG. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you think. If I don't get back to you, just bug me. A lot of times, I you know, especially on IG, if I don't follow you, you go into that probably you know, that uh, purgatory where it's like a, a message request, and I I don't check those probably as often as I need to. So just you know, hit me up. You know, if I post something about the pod, shoot me a comment under there, and you know, tweet at me. I try to get back to those things as well. So let me know what you think. Will you be disappointed if the Kings are picking ninth? Will you be disappointed if they have a pick in the lottery at all? You know, just what are you thinking about that as we move on? And as I move on, I'm going to jump to the kind of what I've done over the course of the postseason, you know, you know, former Kings in the playoffs. And on Wednesday night, we got to relive the from uh, one of the more interesting rivalries from the Kings in past years, and that would be the DeMarcus Cousins Chris Paul feud. That you know, it seemed like from the moment Chris Paul was in L.A. with the Clippers, he made it his his mission to torment DeMarcus and just try to get in his head. And you saw that again. I thought DeMarcus got a, the tech he got against. Uh, when, you know, for like I guess having an elbow near Chris, I didn't. It didn't look in fact like he was trying to hit him to me, but just I'm like that's amazing. Like what eight, ten years later, Chris Paul still lives to agitate Demarcus, and made me dig up that old uh, gif of one of Chris Paul's more epic flops where he tried to get or you know baiting the refs into calling a tech on Demarcus by acting like Demarcus shoved him and flying across the floor and the part that makes that tough with Chris is that Chris is so good he ain't got to do that you know he's a hall of fame player he ain't got to resort to the flop and to try to get calls if he doesn't you know he doesn't have to do that and I know all players try to sell to get calls but some of his stuff is just so over the damn top and it just kind of brought me back to all those and Memories and Demarcus yanking Isaiah Thomas away from him when he's trying to shake his hand, all that. So, if you saw that, that was your, you know, I call it the Kings connection to the playoffs because the team can actually get to the playoffs, but that was the Kings connection. And maybe some of you out there got a little bit of hope or inspiration from the fact the Phoenix Suns have made it to the NBA Finals. They've missed the playoffs about 10, 11 years in a row. You know, their ownership group was seen as a joke. Everyone talked bad about them. But you know what? You make a couple of right hires. You know, James Jones comes in and takes over your basketball operations. I remember, I remember though, people like, kind of mocked them like, oh, what the hell are they doing? But James Jones is now executive of the year. You know, he brings in his own coach, Mighty Williams. Makes the deal for Chris Paul. Goes out and gets the... Uh, a, uh, a good solid vet for that group like Jay Crowder. Now they're in the finals. So if the Kings can get Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, you know, you know Luke Walton might have what needs to get to the playoffs. I'm joking, y'all. Just having some fun with y'all. But there's something to ponder uh, as you want, get ready to watch the finals whenever they start next week. And Chris Paul tries to get his ring in either Atlanta or Milwaukee. Isn't it will be in their way. So, 
enough basketball talk. Give me a little sip of my lemonade. And on to the hip-hop portion of the show. One of Sam... Uh, prayers, thoughts, all those things out to the family of Biz Marquis. During the game Wednesday, some blue check mark accounts started tweeting that Biz Marquis had passed away. And come to find out, Biz Marquis, in fact, had not passed away. So that sucks. You know, and I saw people saying, you guys have to stop sharing that. It's not real. But. I get it. I mean, even I might have retweeted something because, I mean, you see verified accounts. You assume a verified account is sharing verified information. But not always the case. And when it comes to someone's death, especially, don't rush to be first. Rush to be right. But apparently there were DJs announcing it, which led other people to pick up with it and run with it. And sites were aggregating the news. And it's just unfortunate. But... Let's just keep the family of Bismarck in our prayers and actually just seeing Biz and seeing his name so much made me reflect on his, you know, what he gave hip hop, especially in the 80s. You know, the 80s, especially bled over into the early 90s. And one of the best parts about Biz was that he was a. I mean, he was a comedian. He was funny. He made music, but he was fun. You know, beatbox, obviously. You know, DJ as well. So he covered more than one element of hip hop. But yeah, he was one of those guys that you know he was gonna always make you laugh. But he could also rap. If you don't believe me, check out his song with Big Daddy Kane rhyming with the Biz. Big Daddy, you know, Big Daddy Kane is one of the best to ever spit. And Biz Marquis is, you know, is not on there just cracking jokes. He's spitting as well. So just don't think that Biz was just all about jokes, even though perhaps actually, you know, the song he's, you know, probably best known for was, you know, she's just a friend. And, you know, Biz, like I'm doing the air quotes singing, you know, baby, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. You know, the fact that that's actually also based on a, you know, on a true story that, you know, he went to go see a girl named blah, 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 blah is a real person. That is hilarious to me. And he never I heard an interview. He didn't say who blah, blah, blah. We won't say who blah 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 is, but blah 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 was a real person, and you can only I can only imagine him rolling up to the dorms to see this girl, to see her tongue kissing another dude in the mouth. That had to really suck for Biz. <laughs> and as a guy who, you know, was maybe it was not on the Denzel range of looks, you know, you understand the idea. Hey, I like her. Oh dang, she likes him. You know. It happens to all of us. I always say that no matter how you look, there's somebody out there who wants nothing to do with you because they do not find you attractive. So there's a spectrum of beauty, and you hopefully you all fall on someone's spectrum of beauty somewhere. Sure you do, but yeah, just you know, uh, if, you, if you know whatever you do in terms of meditation, whatever the case may be, don't forget the the legendary Bismarck key. When you say those prayers, uh, you know, get on your favorite music streaming services, play some biz, you know, check him out. You know, 
go on YouTube, see about him beatboxing, you know, see the, you know, look at the key role he played in hip hop in the eighties. Yeah. Biz is one of the, you know, I've actually been at a party where Biz Marquis was DJing. So that was kind of a cool thing too. You know, don't forget, you know, you know, just a friend, the vapors, you know, that one that, you know, that song right there is, uh, no, a classic Biz Marquis song. Nobody beats the Biz as a classic. Make the music with your mouth. I'll say, I, I want to get into my my quasi singing, but I can't make the music with your mouth, Biz. You know, like I said there's some good stuff out there. So I said, just go ahead, check it out, enjoy it. You know, I'm gonna go listen to some of some Biz right now. So I ain't gonna keep you here much longer. Like I said, this wasn't gonna be some long drawn out episode so you know where to find me uh twitter mr underscore jason jones instagram mr jones lbc my writing which i'm doing i'm trying to do a better job of pairing with the pod so you can read the stuff and then hear me talk about the stuff uh theathletic.com uh my wrestling podcast yes i'm watching re- the i'm oh, sorry the yes i'm watching wrestling podcast uh i think that covers all i do a uh, culture calculus as well i think that covers everywhere you can find me uh shout out to the basketball podcast network uh all the people there doing good work we got you covered on all your podcast needs uh Thanks again for listening. Hope you uh, got some little enjoyment out of this. A little something, something, something to pass the time. So, y'all be good out there. Y'all take it easy. Be safe. Shout out Biz one more time. I'm out. I will catch y'all next week. Before I go on another quick vacation. Yeah. It's off season. I'm getting a little travel in. So, I'll catch y'all next week. I'm out.